Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Friday, everybody. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And never forget, not one, but six different great flavors of slushies. Over at Brewers Outlet. Stock up for the weekend. Plenty of college football tomorrow, including Penn State, Nebraska at noon tomorrow. And also, some great NFL action coming up this weekend. Steelers and Bengals. And the Eagles and the Giants. As the Eagles look to get a stranglehold on that lead in the NFC East. Against a team that played them really well the first time and beat Washington last week. So, it's a weekend to... Maybe you do a couple things outdoors, but you're just going to rest and relax. And don't forget, since now we're sitting here a mere 13 days away from Thanksgiving, you need to stock up now at Brewer's Outlet. Stock up now at Brewer's Outlet. Reagan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory. Maybe pre-owned inventory. Maybe you prefer it, or maybe your budget says you prefer it. But, again, they go over it with a fine-tooth comb. And because they do, you get the best shot at getting a really terrific deal with an outstanding vehicle at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, a lot coming up today. We're going to hear from Penn State men's ice hockey coach Guy Gadowski. Uh, they're zeroing in on their opener, uh, which is coming up in two, let's see, two weeks. Let's see, I'm trying to think a week. Yeah, they're coming up on their opener, uh, which will be actually a week. Uh, next week will be their opener at Minnesota, which will be a week from tonight. And then they've got Wisconsin coming up. Uh, so they're going to do a four-game trip starting next Thursday night and then working their way from there. Their home opener is still a little while away here. They don't have the home opener until uh, Wednesday, December 2nd. Uh, but actually six days away from the opener. I think I said seven, but six days away from the opener at Minnesota. And then uh, after they play Thursday, Friday, then they go to Wisconsin. I want to say that's a Tuesday, Wednesday. So staying out there because they'll be on break at that point. They'll be on uh, fall break. And that's why they're able to do it this way. And then they'll come home till December 2nd, you know, to actually play. So we're going to talk to the guy, Gadowski, and hear from him later in the show. It is Masters Week, so we're going to hear from... Penn State men's golf coach got, uh, Greg Nye in the next half hour of the show. Looking forward to that. So we have plenty coming up today. Today's show is 
in Lincoln. Now, the team is staying in Omaha. The team is in Omaha. This is this is the first time in forever in my career where I haven't been able to fly with the team because of the circumstances. So, uh, Jack, myself, uh, Roger Corey, Bob Taylor, we're staying here in Lincoln. So we're literally right across the highway from the stadium right now while the team is in Omaha. And that's only about 45 minutes away. Uh, but that's where they're staying. They wanted to stay this this year if they could in bigger cities. Uh, they just thought it was, it was the best route to take, and that's the route they are taking. Uh, so they're in Omaha. We're in Lincoln, and tomorrow's kickoff is set for noon. We're on beginning at 1030 on the Penn State Sports Network and here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Speaking of James Franklin and the Nittany Lions, we'll hear from the head football coach about the about Journey Brown and more as we continue. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage welcome back great to have you with us today brought to you by brewers outlet reagan street in sunbury the beverage supermarket imports domestics microbrews best selection of beer anywhere wine coolers water soft drinks snacks they roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day and the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills indeed second to none all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Uh, and don't forget, uh, six great flavors of slushies. There's something else to remember, too. Uh, we're not far from the holidays. We're 13 days away from Thanksgiving, then Christmas after that, Hanukkah, and, of course, New Year's. Time to start stocking, uh, uh, stocking up now for the uh, holidays. And you can stock up right now at Brewers Outlet. Just make sure you're not... Uh, left holding the bag. And not only that, think about this. Tremendous gift card opportunities. Great gift card opportunities at Brewers Outlet. Make a great gift for anybody. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Keywords 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory, fabulous service department. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Keywords 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. All right, with that, now we uh, bring in the head football coach of the Nittany Lions, James Franklin. A lot to talk about, including Journey Brown. Uh, James, I'll start with this. Uh, I don't really know what other term to come up with except how I personally felt about it. And it's just you felt like it was a gut punch. So what was it like for you and the team to deal with something like this with Journey Brown? Well, we, we found out about this in, in September and journey addressed the team and he's just you know so well respected and and well liked i mean you've been around him he's such a positive um you know charismatic young man everybody loves him he's really worked himself from being a track athlete when he first got here into a football player and just you know everybody loved him so when that news came out 
and um, you know that hit our team pretty hard. And then um, you know, and, and Penn State had done his due diligence. We we probably had about five or six specialists within the Penn State community all all agree that that's what they thought it was. Um, but then here recently, you know, we went outside of our Penn State community to get a second opinion. And when I say second opinion, it really probably was a seventh or eighth opinion, but it was a you know outside opinion, and uh, that it came back the same way. So, um, you know, it, it was it was a it was a blow. There's no doubt about it. And and the first thing you do is you hurt for the kid, you know, and his family, and um, you know, and then obviously, you know, the impact it, it has on our program, the the players in our program, and the coaches in our program, and you know, and then the team. And then I think, you know, I think, I think the thought was to, okay, well, Noah's going to step up into that spot and, and Noah's going to play for journey and Noah's going to you know, represent the running backs. Then we lose him in the, in the first game in the opening drive. So, um, you know, that you got two vets, two older guys that have played a bunch of football for us and both, you know, both having you know challenges this year at one position. So, um, you know, uh, I, I, from what I've seen so far, the Penn State community has been unbelievable. I got so many emails and messages trying to support and trying to help Journey, which which I knew our community would do that. Which brings me to the next part. You know, you have to look at something and find that there's a positive. To me, I find this is a positive. They found it, which opens the door for him to have a long, productive, healthy life. They found it. And it, it I mean, obviously it derails a dream, but at least they found it now. No, I, th- I think you're exactly right. I mean, obviously, you know, w- once you find this, you you know that you know uh, not only you know, do you have to stop playing football, but we're fortunate to have found it because it could have been a very different you know um, you know a situation. It could have been a very different ending, um, you know, to not just his football career. So, um, you know, that is a blessing. You know, obviously, at the time, Steve, it's hard to you know, kind of view it that way, but you're right. There's no doubt about it. It is a blessing. And I think, you know, we all recognize that and, and journey recognizes that. I think the hard part is when a guy, you know, feels good and, and feels healthy and he looks like a, you know, he looks like a sculpture. I mean, he's put together and um, is able to do so many things physically that just when you first hear it, it's just hard to kind of comprehend it and understand it because, you know, we all saw him in that cotton bowl, you know, what, what he was able to do and, and, you know, what his future looked like. So when you hear that, you're like, it just, it's hard to comprehend and make sense of at first. Um, you know, especially when you see these guys in the weight room and you see him running around the practice field and all those types of things, it's just, it catches you completely off guard. James, you were able to do something this week that you hadn't done in a long time. You were able to socially distanced, everybody spaced out, but you were able to conduct a team meeting face to face with your entire team. What did that do, in your opinion, to set the tone for the week for you? Well, I, I think number one, I'm a relational leader. You know, I, I need to connect with people. I need to look them in their eye. I need to, um, you know, get up in front of them and 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 set the tone and set the expectations and the standard. Uh, and the plan and you know and and don't get me wrong we were doing that every day on zoom but it's different you know it's very different uh, you can't look in their eyes you can't read their body language 
you can't, you know, uh, get a sense of the tone of the room and, and, and how people are uh, receiving you, uh, which is which is something that's been a, a big part of, of how I have led uh, my entire life and specifically as a head coach. So getting up and having our first team meeting on Tuesday, I think, was really good for us. I know it was good for me. I felt so much better. And um, it was interesting, though. We had, you know, we had, a, you know, staff members that have never been in a team meeting. They didn't know how we did it. You know, we had players, you know, probably 30-something players that have never been in a team meeting and how those go, you know. So, um, you know, it, it was it was important for us. And then you know, the other thing we're trying to do is, is, you know, we're in three separate locker rooms all spread out. Uh, in Pagula and in Haluba and in Lash. So we were able to get a few more guys in Lash and a few more guys in Haluba. So now we're in two locker rooms rather than three. So th- those things make a difference you know, from, a, from a morale standpoint, from a team chemistry standpoint, uh, from all those things. Which then brings us to the next part. You have been diligent as a head coach trying to make sure that everybody was staying healthy enough in all this. What's the importance for you that you already have great qualified professionals on staff like a Wayne Sebastianelli, a Greg Billy, an Andy Muttonham, and, and the entire staff that you can look at them and say, "Look, you make sure they're doing it. I need to coach football." Yeah, you know, and and part of it, I don't even know if you saw, Steve. I just I just read coming coming to get on this call with you that Pitt got shut down. Yeah, they just, they just got shut down. Their game has been canceled this week, and I think against Georgia Tech. Um, you know, so we got great people, our training staff, and our doctors have been great. I know you've known Wayne a long time, you know, and my personality is I want to, I want to support the strength staff. I want to support the academic staff. I want to support our doctors and trainers when it comes to COVID. And I think we've done a good job of that, but I also know I have, I have spent a considerable amount of time every single day, uh, throughout the day and at practice dealing with COVID and, and not coaching the team. So, you know, I did have a conversation with them this week that don't get me wrong. I'm still going to reinforce all these things and I'm going to be supportive and, and, and send in the message uh, of how we can't, you know, let our guard down when it comes to this COVID stuff. Um, but the team needs me to, to coach the team. So, you know, during practice, you guys have got to manage all the COVID protocols and, and I'm coaching. And, um, you know, I think that's, I think that's another thing. I think we've done knock on wood. I hate to say this, uh, because I think, you know, I see people say this and then the next week they have trouble, but uh, I think we've done a pretty good job up to this point, uh, with COVID, uh, but we're not playing great football right now, obviously. So, um, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta be able to win and be successful in both areas. So with the idea of football, what kind of week did you see from your team on the practice field? I thought Tuesday was was the best practice that that we've had. Um, you know, I think I think Nebraska is a, a you know you look at how they played their their first two games. Uh, you look at what you know, obviously they had a game canceled uh, you know, with Wisconsin because Wisconsin uh, you know got got shut down. Um, but they do a lot of things challenging, you know, especially on the offensive side of the ball with Scott Frost's background from Central Florida as well as from Oregon. So it's a lot of challenges. They're very athletic at the quarterback position. Yeah, football coach James Franklin. Uh, yeah, it, it is It is a gut punch when something like that happens. But as I pointed out, and, and James agreed, you know, 
sometimes there are blessings in disguise. You know, Journey Brown's dream of going to the NFL is something I'm sure maybe he thought about when he came out of high school. Most high school players do when they go to a Power 5 school. I mean, that's part of the dream when that happens. But you know what? Sometimes there's a blessing in disguise. And because he was playing football, they found this. And I go back to, obviously, the tragedy 30 years ago. It's a little more than 30 years ago now. Of being in the palestra in Philadelphia. And in the palestra, you sit back and you... I was doing the game that night. I think it was at Duquesne. And suddenly it was snowing that night. I mean, these are all these little things you you remember about something that is a a tragedy. I remember sitting up on the track, you know, not in the track, but in the upper area at the Pluster. For those who have been here, you know what I'm talking about. It looks, it looks like a media row, and that's where I did the game from, was in that area. And all of a sudden, somebody, to, I was in a commercial break, and somebody said, Hank Gathers collapsed. Now, he had, remember, Gathers had missed a couple of games, but he was declared to be okay, and they sent him out there. And you know, and nobody did anything wrong. Look, it was 1990. Uh, what they can discover today compared to 1990 is a completely different world. But then we found out in the postgame that he passed away. And the city of Philadelphia was rocked by this. Because remember, Hank Gathers was a Philly guy. He is buried in Philadelphia. Bo Kimball was a Philly guy. So when you when you... Think of something like that, which I do at this time. And I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm not saying it's the same thing. Because I'm not, you know, I'm not the doctor. I didn't I didn't diagnose it. But you feel for Journey Brown awful that he can't play, but you feel fortunate for Journey Brown that they caught it. He can have a, live a long, productive, wonderful life. He just now has the tough job at the moment of adjusting his goals which you'll be able to do in the Penn State football family and the Penn State uh, athletic staff. Very much family. All right. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. More next half hour here on News Radio 1070 WKFM. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. 
Welcome back. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And not one, but six different great flavors of slushies. Lots of great slushies. I don't care if it cools down a bit. Slushies still taste great. All right. So that's all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and somebody the beverage supermarket. And by the way, we're, we're getting to Thanksgiving here. We're only 13 days away. In fact, quote, Black Friday is two weeks from today. That means Thanksgiving, followed by Christmas, followed by New Year's. You need to start stocking up now at Brewer's Outlet. It's Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory, and also a fabulous service department and great deals to be had. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Now, the Masters is underway, round two today at Augusta National. And as we welcome everybody back to Lincoln. And Greg Nye, the Penn State men's golf coach, longtime friend, longtime friend. And we figured on Masters Week, it'd be a good time maybe talk a little bit of golf with him. Not just about you know, pro golf and the Masters, but there's a lot going on with the Penn State golf program as well. And it's great to talk with you, and uh, it's been great to seeing you on the golf course, my friend. Out on the golf course. <laughs> I, I, one day I'm out there, uh, before we get to some legitimate questions here, one, one day I'm out there and I'm on the 15th tee, and I think you guys were coming out the 13th green or something. Uh, yep. you, you were with Jeff Cook, the men's soccer right. coach. Yeah. And I hit just a horrible shot. I, I took my driver and I was tapping. I wasn't hitting, but I was tapping the top of my head. And all of a sudden I hear, you never know, Steve, who's watching you. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's Greg Nye. <laughs> yep. Yep. Time to, time to take a little time out from my round of golf and give some encouragement. Yeah. Although I did yep. give you, I did give you good club selection on sixteen when you asked. So that oh was... my gosh, yeah, I hit it off the beaten path and needed a lot of help. Thank you so much, Steve. <laughs> so I mean, I you know, every once in a while I kid around with Jack Cam and he'll give me the nickname on Bones, the Caddy. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so let's get into some things that are going on with the golf team. For one thing, what are you allowed? to do right now uh, in this fall? We know what football and men's and women's basketball and ice hockey can do right now. What can you do? What are you allowed? Well, we I think we've maxed out. I mean, it was just so disheartening to come off the road with a really good team last spring, and uh, the guys were able to obviously keep playing once April hit May, and then they played a pretty good tournament schedule this summer, all of them. So in our sport, uh, it, it, you know, it, it was a little different. Uh, but they kept playing. Uh, they came back to school, and what we what we did was we took a few weeks to allow the guys to play in some late summer events, and 
which was great. They got to compete. You never know when, you know, you're going to compete again. And, and, uh, so they were able to do unattached competition. The problem with that is when you come back, you have to, we have a quarantine that we do for two weeks. So we didn't start team activity until mid September. And uh, we did three straight weeks of team activity. And so we did, uh, we were able to welcome freshmen and get them on board. And that was a big part of it. And do some inter squad, you know, competition, just like wrestling does wrestle offs. We have our version of, of, uh, uh, inter-squad competition. We were able to do three weeks of that, and then uh, a whole pile of events came up that they could do unattached in uh, late October. Uh, a couple of them, you have, I guess a carload of them went out to Purdue and played, and another couple carloads went out to Ohio State and played, and that's how we we concluded our, our fall. So, uh, you know, unlike nearly every other sport, we're able to really keep on going with you know staying in touch with competition not just practice and that that's great for you know, their motivation and their, their reason to get out of bed in the morning and go work hard so that's where we've been you have two returning super seniors so i'm going to take one at a time here because they have worked hard at this point what makes yeah. alex bar excuse me alec bard a really good player for you, and where's his understanding of the game now compared to a couple of years ago? Yeah, you know, even even when your when your uh, older brother is, uh, we'll probably talk about this a bit. Is you caddied for him in the Masters? You have a lot you can <laughs> learn from uh, your older brother. You know, you come you come in and you're a freshman, and you've got a you've got a a lot to learn about team travel and. And many other things, and uh, he joined a really good team. And uh, his development was uh, finally hitting that starting lineup in the spring semester. And he was in and out, and finally in at the end, and got a chance to uh, compete in the Big Tens and out at out at the NCAA regional in Washington. And we uh, played great and advanced to the national final. So, uh, what a year of learning that was for him, and you know. The, the 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 years after that, uh, he's just learned more and more about uh, taking his best qualities as a, a person and, and uh, leading others. He's been a fantastic uh, work ethic guy, a guy who has big picture understanding, and really been able to uh, help our younger players. The other quote super senior is Ryan Davis. So, same question about him. Where has the development happened and the understanding of the game happened for him? Yeah, you know, that he's, uh, got, he's got a great golf swing, and he's a fighter. And, uh, you know, he came in like a lot of others, uh, you know, thinking that uh, there, there's a lot to learn. And sometimes it's amazing. You get a lot of things thrown at you, and, you, you know, as coaches, Sometimes our job is not to make it more complicated, but to make it more simple. And uh, we kind of ventured down a, a uh, giving him a lot of information, and they got a little bit you know, super smart kid, and you know, academic all American, and a, you know, a smart player, a natural player. But we gave him a lot of information. We found out that we needed to break that down and make it more simple. And he's he's learned to do the same thing for himself and. And that is how to take in the information and what to apply and when is it too much. And so, you know, he's he's taken taken that and applied it. And you know, here you got the 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 uh, Met 
Golf Association amateur champion almost two-time. He lost in the finals. Uh, just been a fantastic, really a fantastic player for us and a fantastic student. And also, like Alec, has become a just a, a super, super leader. And now he's a super senior leader. Alec he's been Ro- great. He's super, uh, really fantastic uh, young guys that are that just do so many things so well. Alec and Ryan, in fact, are both pursuing graduate degrees in business. I mean, so right. I mean, already have their degrees. Now they're going on the graduate side. You mentioned, yeah, yeah and that you know, and that's really important along the line. That sets an example for everybody else on the team. When two guys like that, okay, they have the degree, but they're going after a graduate degree. I think that sets a tone. Yeah, yeah, and right. I think we're going to see that in uh, in a couple guys that's coming here. Where they're going to they're going to take advantage of that 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 extra year and, and pursue master's degrees. And, uh, so that's exciting. Yeah. It's, and that's certainly been led by those two. In a previous uh, answer, you discussed the freshmen getting in here. One of them is James Allen. What kind of potential do you see in James Allen? Well, he, uh, this summer, you know, he was just playing along and improving, working on things. And he was, he's another young man out of the New York, metropolitan area and plays in the Met. Grew up playing in Texas. Uh, solid ball striker. Uh, hit, can, is able to hit. He grew up playing in, in Austin, Texas before he got into high school and uh, learned a lot about hitting the ball through the wind and came in with that. Comes to us with some great uh, ability there with ball striking. Uh, but boy, things really came together for him this summer. He, uh, he won a tournament this this past summer in the metropolitan area called the, uh, it's the Met, uh, it's the Carter cup and Mike Carter played for us. It's named after yes. Mike and, uh, was able to win that, uh, event this summer. And, uh, in doing so, he was able to get past a, a lot of really good players, but a uh, young man by Luke name, of Luke Sample headed to Duke, who has just been, uh, really an all world, um, junior player, uh, known, known by many. So, you know, he got on the upside, upside there of, of Luke and also played him in, believe it or not, in the, in the Met, uh, junior, which is the, the, the match play portion. And he faced him in the finals and I think lost three and one, but has come into our, our, uh, our team and gone through a couple weeks of, Inter squad competition is he's really fared very well. So we look forward to uh, James's his future with us. Really, I think uh, is is going to be an up up and coming fine player for Penn State. All right, next week will be the Masters. It's going you know instead of being in April, it's going to be uh, next week. Now I don't really want to get into the Masters per se, but I want to ask. Uh, it's a Masters-related question, but it relates to your game. Mm-hmm. Something that's going to be interesting and, and different to see in the Masters compared to any other professional tournament is that Augusta National Golf Club does not allow greens books. All right? You've got to actually right. get up there and read it yourself. Okay? That's unusual. That's where Bryson DeChambeau It's going to be interesting to see how he handles it. Mm-hmm. What are you allowed to have as the tools of the trade when your players play in tournament play and how valuable are those books? Well, those books, yeah, they do. You know, they're they're definitely uh, going out with professional equipment, and you know, they've got every little 
little uh, degree of break color-coded in these books. And, you know, honestly, when you get into a tiebreaker kind of a, a putt where you don't know if it's going to move or not when you're inside at 12 feet, those are very valuable. Uh, at distance, it, it shows you the uphill, downhill, and how much it's going to break on the far end of a putt. And those are it's valuable there, but a lot of times it's too much information. And uh, it gets you looking at the book instead of playing golf. So you got to be careful how you how you use those those books. Are you allow are your players allowed to use them in tournament play? I'm sorry. Yeah, Steve, they are. They are allowed to do that. Absolutely. You know that, and that that takes us. It takes you from the teeing ground all the way uh, through the golf hole, and uh, they're very complete, very detailed, and and then you get a, a separate. Uh, Green, uh, the book has a separate page or a part of a page that's dedicated entirely to the green, so you know everything about you can you can see all the undulation in the greens, color coded and rated with uh, degree. So it's uh, it's a lot to take in. So you get a little bit of into the science of it and away from the art, if you know what I mean. So yeah. uh, something to be uh, you got to know what you're doing when you when you get involved with those books. Something that has always been important to you, I mean, critical to you, and I think it's been a big part of Penn State's men's golf success, is your ability to understand golf courses and course management along the way. And the greens are part of course management. Uh Uh, Do you want your players, now you talk to them as you go through, do you want them taking written notes, mental notes as you go this? how, How do you want to absorb a practice round to then make for a better practical round? Yeah, you're always looking. You're always looking. You know, it's not a bowling alley, a golf hole. You know, it's, it doesn't have you know equal gutters on either side. You know, you've got you've got gaps along the way on holes where you can favor a side uh, where there you know, may not be trees. There's always an area, uh, but there's always percent. There's percentages based on the clubs you play off the tees and you know dispersion uh, levels. And it's all been studied, and we talk about it at nauseum. And uh, so that's all calculated going off tees as to what smart plays are. Now, you know, that changes a little bit based on wind direction. And, you know, you got to factor all that in. But equally so going into uh, second shots on par five, you know, where are the areas that you want to what we call set the table to get an angle uh, to a certain hole location. And, you know, we discuss, we discuss as much of that as possible. So our guys are always thinking about that. And, uh, then second shots on par fours or first shots on par threes. Now you're not so much setting the table, but you're selecting the right shot based on a a, a hole location and the old axiom about uh, keeping the golf course in front of you is is always really important. You don't want to hit the ball past the golf course through a dog leg, short of a dog leg, over a green. Those are you know those are you know old axioms that um, you know they they they. They are very real, and you've got to you've got to have good exhibit good discipline there. Something that's very real is uh, U.S. Open champ Bryson DeChambeau's distance off the tee, mm-hmm. which is incredible. There right. are other players that, even as professionals, have chased a little distance to try and keep up if they can, instead of maybe playing their own game. I'm not going to get into the specific players, but I think you know who I'm right. talking about. I think you know who right. I'm talking about. What yeah. for you yeah. when you are talking with your players? How important is it for you that they understand what their game is 
and not playing, quote, the other guy's game? Well, yeah, it's so important to know what your capabilities are. And, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, the word I use, or the phrase I use, playing within yourself and not, you know, not getting big eyes and trying to do what, what may be somebody else's game. So you've got to know your game. You've got to know your your limitations and your strengths and, and, you know, play within yourself. So that's, that's a big deal. But, uh, you know, what Bryson's trying to do there and, and everybody's trying to do, you know, hit it a little bit longer, get it down the hole a little bit further, especially when percentage is there in terms of, uh, you know, space. And if you can hit a, a nine iron or a wedge or an eight iron, you happen to hit it in a rough. You have to, if you have to play a short iron into a green, that's a heck of a lot better than playing a mid iron out of that same rough from 30 yards back. So that's, that's the approach he's taking. You know, he's calculated, it's a calculated risk off the tee based on the space. And if I can get it further down there and if I don't happen to end up in a fairway, then at least I can, I can play the ball and possibly keep it on the green. These are U S open conditions, of course, which, which uh, are firm and fast greens most of the time. Greg, an absolute pleasure, as always, my friend. Uh, great to have you on the show, and it's always great when our paths do cross. It, it was, yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I was... All right, Greg Nye, Penn State men's golf coach. Great to have him on the show, as always. Still to come on the show, Guy Godowski. Uh, Penn State's uh, ice hockey opener is six days away next Thursday night at Minnesota. Uh, they'll play Thursday, Friday, Minnesota. Then when Penn State's off on break, because uh, Thursday, Friday, the last two days of in-person classes here, uh, they'll then, on their Thanksgiving break, then go to Wisconsin. They'll just go from Minneapolis right to Madison to play. Home opener for the Nittany Lions at Pagula without fans. Doesn't occur until December 2nd, that Wednesday night. I believe it's Michigan that they're playing. But then this uh, crazy season, uh, I know Penn State, I'll, I'll give you an example about the craziness of it. I'm not going to get into opponents because Penn State has to release its own schedule. But I can tell you in basketball, Penn State is now on its third home opener. Now, one I can tell you, the first one, they were going to open the season with Seton Hall on November 10th, and then the season got pushed back to November 25th, so they made adjustments. Now, Seton Hall is still on the Penn State schedule, so you know, but they aren't the opener. So Penn State then went out and got itself another opener for November 25th. And then this morning, I found out that they had to switch the opener. (laughs) Which, you know, they're trying to give me, you know, you know, trying to keep me in the loop as much as possible as to what's going on. I understand that. <laughs> so I was all set on one opener and I prepared it. And now I, I've been spending some time here in Lincoln because we got in here earlier today. Uh, actually working a little bit on the new home opener, <laughs> which is 12 days away. <laughs> so we're going to do that. All right. Coming up next half hour, Guy Godowski is going to join us. Talk a little ace hockey. We're going to do that with him. Great to have you with us on this Friday. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up for the holidays now. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. 
here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.